What would you consider irreplaceable when it comes to your leadership development? I asked that question to today's guest, who is our previous guest from last week, Dr. Chris Jones. Last week, we told his story at Whitman Hanson High School and the cool things that he's doing there. And today, we're going to dive into a case study about his real lived experience in the mastermind. He described that mastermind experience as irreplaceable, the number one way that he grows his leadership skills. Now, for some of you, the mastermind is this mysterious, ambiguous topic. You understand it's a place. You understand it's a space where leaders get better. But how does that happen? What are some of those specific results leaders, with our help, are able to achieve? Well, I'm really honored that Chris authentically shows up and gives a candid review of his experience. And so if you've ever wondered what is possible by joining the mastermind, today you'll find out. Hey, it's Danny, Chief Ruckus Maker at Better Leaders, Better Schools. I am a principal development and retention expert, a best-selling author, and I host two of the world's most downloaded podcasts. This show is for ruckus makers, which means you invest in your continuous growth, you challenge the status quo, and you design the future of school now. And we'll be right back with the main conversation after some messages from our show sponsors. The secret to peak performance is not complicated. It's a plan on how to optimize the five fundamentals found in the ruckus maker mindset tool. This simple tool will help you consider where you are now and where you want to be in the next 90 days for each area. You can complete the tool in five minutes or less. Download it for free at betterleadersbetterschools.com slash mindset. Deliver on your school's vision with Harvard's Certificate in School Management and Leadership. Learn from Harvard Business and Education School faculty in self-paced online professional development specifically designed for pre-K through 12 school leaders. Courses include Leading Change, Leading School Strategy and Innovation, Leading People, and Leading Learning. Get started at betterleadersbetterschools.com slash Harvard. Even the most highly effective ruckus maker can't be in all classrooms offering incredible feedback all the time. So what if teachers could gather their own feedback without relying on you. And not only their own feedback, but meaningful feedback that would improve their instruction. Well, check out the TeachFX app by visiting teachfx.com forward slash better leaders. And you can pilot their program today. Go to teachfx.com forward slash better leaders to see how. Why do students struggle? I'd argue that they lack access to quality instruction. But think about it. That's totally out of their control. What if there was something we could teach kids then? What if there was something within their control that would help them be successful in every class? And it's not a magic pill or a figment of your imagination. When students internalize executive functioning skills, they succeed. Check out the new self-paced online course brought to you by our friends at Organized Binder that shows teachers how to equip their students with executive functioning skills. You can learn more at organizedbinder.com slash Go. All right. Hey, Ruckus Makers. Now, today uh, we're going to talk about mastermind. You know, people say, well, you just have to experience it. And that works for some, the most adventurous who are 
already effective in their role and are looking for ways to become even more effective, they find those opportunities and they jump in with both feet. But that that's not everyone. And that's totally okay. So that's a big reason why I've been doing these case study episodes to make the mysterious a little more practical to understand, right? What is this thing that master? It's a best-selling book. It's this thing that people go to. Danny started it and people seem to like it, but why, why do it? So that's really the question we're trying to answer. Like, what's the value? Why do you do it? And Doc Chris Jones, you know, he's a current principal over at Whitman Hanson uh, High School. And he's the author and host of a book and podcast of the same name, Seeing the Lead. And he's done all this amazing stuff. He's been in the mastermind for more years than I can count. And I can only count up to three. So he's been there, he's been there a while. Well, we, we think in threes, right? That's why I don't go to four. It's, that would just blow up my brain. But it's, it's super cool to, to have him here. He's been such a, a huge, just, just, I don't know, encouragement and amazing person to serve in the mastermind. So. I'd love to invite him here and, and talk more about his experience. So, Doc, welcome to the show. Oh, I'm I'm so happy you invited me. Yeah, thank you for all those nice things you said. I appreciate them. I appreciate you. And, and most importantly, when you told me about this, I appreciate what being part of the mastermind has done for me. So absolutely. I'm excited to talk about it. Cool. Well, I can't wait to see what comes up. So let's start at the beginning. Can you talk to me about life and leadership before you joined the mastermind? What was that like for you? Oh, life and leadership. Well, it was definitely different than it is now because it was it was confined. It was constrained. It was in a box. And it was about regulatory stuff and required stuff and check off this box and make sure that that's happening the way it's supposed to. And it never really gave time to stop and, and think about how things could and should be because it was too much and too busy about this is the way things are. And if you want to be seen as successful, if you want to have any progress, then you need to do it this way because that's the formula that we have for you. Yeah, so that's really... Sounds fun, doesn't it? That's why we got into administration, exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> for sure. And what would you identify maybe as one of the biggest challenges or struggles you had around school leadership prior to the mastermind? And maybe it was the boxes and that kind of thing, but I don't know if there's something more practical. No, it was more, it was, it was more, well, let's, let's get deep for a second. It was the idea of the boxes, yes, and the time management and, and, you know, the, the interpersonal relationships and so forth. But, and the culture was a big one, but the biggest probably was how I viewed myself as a leader and how I viewed myself where I was. And where I wanted to be, because I wasn't in the place, the best place that I thought I could be, but I couldn't see myself in a better place because I knew that I wanted to be more. I knew that I wanted to have a larger impact, but I, I didn't know how, and I didn't know how to get that done because I was in that box and I, I felt constrained. And that has to do with the his, my history of education and going through education. But I didn't have that sight for myself. So it wasn't interpersonal. It was intrapersonal. And I had to do some work to unlock myself before I could ever think of unlocking others and having an impact on their lives or education as a whole. 
Was there a moment that you realized it or was it sort of just this thing that was on a slow boil, you know, up until it was like, all right, I need, I need to do something. That's a fantastic question. Thank you. I, <laughs> you're known for those, I think. Yeah. It was, I guess, a slow boil. If we had a, if we had a define it as anything, because it, it was more of a nagging thing. Like I knew, and it was just a lack of fulfillment. And when you stop to see if you're fulfilled, whenever you stop and say, hey, Am I living the best life I can? Am I happy more days than not? Um, am I proud of what I'm doing? Does my family look at me and say, I'm proud of what you're doing? Um, it was more of that nagging feeling like I can do better. I just, I just don't know how to get there and how to do that, which is one of the things that led me to that, that fateful, we'll call it workshop in 2017. Not that I've given a hint in how many years I've been in the master. Oh, why don't you bring us to that moment? So we, we met in 2017. Was that Philly or was it somewhere yeah. else? Yeah, Philly. No, that was Philly. Yeah. That was, you know, I went to this workshop. I heard, I, I had never heard of this guy, Danny Bauer before, but the, the title of the workshop where that really got me interested, it's how to get a year's worth of work done in 12 weeks. Mm. And man, that's something I need to do because if I could free that up, right? More time with my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I could make sure I got all my boxes checked and do all that. And I can set goals and finish my goals and life would be great. So I still have that finite vision of where I could go and, and what I could do. And so doing that would allow me to focus on maybe some other things that I want to focus on. So I go to this workshop that you give and you had your, your Excel sheets out and everything. And it was cool. It was really fantastic. But you mentioned this thing called the Mastermind. And it was after that, that, you know, you sent me a follow-up email and then I called you and we talked for a while about the opportunity and I thought about it. And then it wasn't too long after because that conference was third week of July. And I, I think I joined in October or November and it just took off from there. Like I, I still remember the first book we read. It was just such, it was such an impactful change in how not just what kind of leader I was and could be, but how I could be that way and how I could make a difference in education without worrying about checking the boxes, with ignoring the lines. I don't want to start quoting things like beautiful constraints and stuff like that, but <laughs> you know, it, it gave me on a deeper sense what could be and then afforded me the tools on how to get there. Why was that important to you? That is a heck of a question. That was important to me because we can talk about what we want to do all day long. We can dream about how we want things, but until we actually know how to get there, and that could be, don't get me wrong, we don't need a perfect map. That could be the old, roughly drawn pirate's map that doesn't resemble anything in the landscape where the X is. But if we have an idea how to get there enough to get us taking that first step and then figuring out along the way and giving us the confidence that, yes, I know that there's pushback. I know that this is difficult and I know that this isn't the norm, but this is working. Then you take another step. Oh, wow. Yeah, that, that does work. Then you take another step and you're like, yeah, this is, I really do think this, this is, this is, this is good stuff. And it just builds. And that's why I think it was important because it got me started and showed me that there is a map out there. And that map is one that I need to create myself. Mm, you create it yourself. Yeah, that's powerful. I, I try to say and remind school leaders that how powerful they are. And, and I adopted this idea from a master coach named Rich Litvin, but we both say we help powerful people remember how powerful they are. So if you draw on the map, you know, I think 
I try to create the conditions where you can make that realization and then connect you to others that want to draw the map with you. And that's a fun, fun space to, to be in. So you heard about this group in July. You ended up joining in October, November. What was your biggest fear or reservation about joining this group, the mastermind? That it wouldn't be worth the investment of time. That, you know, I had other stuff. I was busy. But for some reason, something about you and talking about what it was clicked with me. One of the things about me that I know about myself is I can sit in a room with people. And when we start talking is when I really get going. I've always been, I've always been slow to like, and I, I equate this to even taking essay exams throughout school, throughout my school career. I was the person sitting there, maybe drawing the concept map, usually not, maybe an outline, rarely. Everybody else is writing and I'm sitting there in front of the blank paper. But about 20 minutes in after I've collected my thoughts, man, did I fly and then I'd write till the very end. It just sometimes takes me that spark to get going. And you can notice that in podcast interviews too, amazingly enough. But it just takes that spark to get me going. And then I can't stop because everything starts to fire. I used to write curriculum with a team teacher and we made a deal. We would go and we'd write in a coffee shop and I'd buy her a donut with, it was a powdered donut and it was filled with sugar. And um, I'd buy us each a coffee and she would start talking to me about this curriculum and she would type while I talked because I'd get to talking and everything and I'd say stuff. And then after, what did you just say there? I can't remember. It's gone. But I was, you know, you get in the zone, you get focused on it. And that's, that's what, the way I've always been. So the idea of just getting started and I didn't want this, I didn't want this to be a waste of time. And I figured if I'm sitting with people online, with you online, and we get to talking and I'm taking notes, how can I not get some value out of it? So mm-hmm. I'll try it for a little while. Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And can you tell me about the moment you decided the, to join the mastermind? The moment I decided to join, it was, it was right after our phone call. It was just a matter of, okay, let me make sure I can do the day and time because you offered me different days and different times. Let me talk to my wife to make sure that that worked for our schedule the day and time because I had just, well, I say just, it wasn't all that just. It was maybe five years before that. I had changed jobs so I could be home more because I had a young family. I had the two young boys and uh, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't sliding back into something and refilling up that calendar when I made that move to lighten it up a little bit. So I got off the phone with you. I said, man, this, this sounds like something I want to do. Checked with my wife, got the time, called you back and confirmed and was good to go. And then I got my, my first book. And after the first exercise in my first book, I was, I was hooked. So yeah, maybe talk about that. What was it like when you first started using, I guess, using or becoming a participant, right? Or a member of the mastermind? It was empowering. It was, here's a group of like-minded people that know that there's, there's more to be and they want to be more. And they were willing to be honest with me, not in a critical way, not in a, I'm going to show you where your flaws are so I can feel a little bit about myself or keep you down way, really in a supportive way. And then there was one time and I was, I was shy to do this at first, but then there, I remember reaching out to a member and 
texting a member, Demetrius. Shout out to Demetrius. He's he's awesome. Yeah, shout out to Demetrius. He's the best. Yeah. Reaching out to him and just talking with him about some standards-based grading stuff. And instantly he put me in touch with people to talk to him. He sent me stuff. Just such a supportive group. And the fact that I could bring a, a concern I'm having, and not just a concern, and here's a really cool part about it. I can bring a concern I have, something I'm struggling with, to this group. And I get private schools, Catholic schools, charter schools, public schools, different levels of schools, different countries. I get those perspectives. Mm-hmm. There's there's going to be all kinds of things I haven't thought of. And that it's done in a in a caring way and in a supportive way. And it's not necessarily I'm going to walk out with an answer, but boy, it can get me thinking, get my wheels trained about an answer. I can't tell you how many times, Danny, after the mastermind ends, that I'm still in my office at my desk, not at work, but at home, at my desk, and I'm writing notes and thoughts that I've had about things that I've heard um, during the mastermind because it just fires me up so much. But then the, the hot seat piece as well, the idea that what if I've got an idea that I want to test and they have no problem kind of poking holes or saying, well, have you thought about this? Oh, what about this? And get me thinking about all those different pieces that, look, are going to pop up. There's going to be that person in the in the faculty meeting or in the hallway that raises their hand from the back and says, if you thought about this, why this won't work, you know? Um, and to be able to have any... Matter of fact, I have an answer for that. Yeah. You know, so it's just just doing that and everybody passing the mic, sharing the microphone with everybody else to give their input or to ask questions. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. Some I like to say the mastermind certainly helps leaders become more proactive and get out of a reactive state. You know, so just like that, hey, do you have a answer for this? Well, actually I do. And I have five more answers and I can anticipate, you know, five more questions and critiques and challenges and all that stuff. You, you sort of highlighted the quality of your mastermind peers and colleagues quite a bit. And why, why does being in a space with other driven, innovative leaders invested in getting better and better every day, like why does that matter to you? Because they're they're going to help you get better. It's There's nobody dragging the group down. They're not saying, ah, oh, that won't work. You know, you've been there in those groups <laughs> where you say something. I sat at a table, Danny, and this was after I was in the mastermind. There, there have been some very clear points in my life where things have, have just become clear that I'm on the right path. And the idea that something with the mastermind, there are a couple of times where it's been just really clear about the mastermind. This is the place to be where... I sat down at a table one time and people were coming to sit there with different administrators and all that. And one person came down and sat and we'd say, hi, and how you doing? Now, this is at a meeting for a bunch of administrators. They sit down and for a minute straight, and I know it was a minute because I looked at my watch. A minute straight, this person told us everything that sucked about life, his school, education, no answers. Just this is awful because these people are bad and these people are bad and this and that. And none of it was his issue. It was everybody else that had a problem. And so he went on for a minute and we all kind of looked at each other and it was uncomfortable for everybody. And uh, then somebody else said, oh, well, you know, we've got this. And so we started talking about something else. And then the next thing out of his mouth was to say why something else was not good that somebody had said. And I just thought to myself, I sat there and I'm like, really, how can you 
be in any room where anything gets done? How can anybody have you as part of a group where they can feel first safe enough, but where they can feel that they have the ability within themselves to make meaningful change if you're ripping it down all the time? Because we do things and we make changes and we have ideas that make them if you want ideas that sink like a stone to the bottom of the ocean, come to me. I got about five, seven a day. But going to the mastermind, we all have ideas that, are, that aren't going to work or that are no good, but we're with a group of people that support us in the generation of those ideas and in the desire to create those ideas and iterate them so that they become something better that will work, that will make lasting improvements to education. What have been some of the most helpful lessons or takeaways from the mastermind? This one's got to be funny. This one's, this one's recent. Okay, cool. And I don't know if they said this, but I think I might have said this after getting the feedback from them because they are a supportive group where I just had to put on my big boy pants. And it was where I just had to actually step up and say what I was thinking and act in a way that I would normally act. But for some reason, I was hindering myself and holding back. And it had to do with having a conversation about some things that I didn't agree with that were going on in leadership around me. So that was very helpful because I had that conversation. It seems to have straightened itself out a little bit. Another one was in addressing a very negative staff member that was a leader on staff that I needed to address because it was just very pervasive the way this individual was holding back other staff members and students and damaging students. And they gave me they gave me ideas on how to approach that in a way because I had my way, man, and I was, I was going to let them know. And they said, well, have you thought about this and maybe depersonalize it a little bit and, and so forth. So they've helped me with relational pieces. They've, they've cheered me on when I'm getting a lot of flack for controversial decisions that I make to make changes. And at the same time and saying, that's all right, you're going to make it through. It's good. It's a good change. You might have wanted to do this. Have you thought about maybe trying this to, to mitigate a little bit of the, the kickback to help me realize that, yeah, I could have done things better. So it's all something that's really important. I try to teach my kids, my personal kids, but the whole idea when you're pointing at somebody or something and you're always pointing at something, three fingers are pointing back at you if you flip your hand over and look at your hand. So it's the idea of taking the, your responsibility, taking responsibility for your role in the current situation that you exist. And I think the mastermind, the group of people I'm with, really help with that because, boy, they cheer us on when we're being successful and when we need that support, but they are also honest when we really need to step up and be part of the solution that we're hoping to have. So what is that, I guess, greater self-responsibility allowed, allowed you to do? Greater self-responsibility allowed me to do? Well, so let's bring it back to the map thing and, and making our own map. It's, it's allowed me to have more self-confidence in the map that I'm drawing moving forward. I'm responsible ultimately for the role I play in making changes at my school, for the impact that I have on education, because I'm a, I'm a firm believer that education has to change. It's, it's changing a little bit in some areas, but we've got a long way to go. And I have a responsibility to do that. I'm in a position where I can help make that happen. And if I'm sitting there talking about it and not doing anything about it, well, it's, it's, it's my fault. 
Um, so I have to take responsibility for what I'm talking about. And I think they've, they've helped me with that. And they've helped me realize that one from the books that we read, um, and unpack and two, because of the feedback they give me. And like I said, it's straightforward feedback that you get. It, it doesn't always feel great, but, and this might be, this might be a spin off a little bit, but there's such an environment and culture within the mindset that it is super easy to keep an open mind to constructive criticism. I think about where my mindset's at when I'm receiving criticism from a teacher, from a colleague, from higher ups than me, and how much more difficult it is for me to get into that open mind space and stay there so that I can be receptive to it and see where that criticism is coming from and see where my role in that is than it is when I show up to the mastermind. When I show up to the mastermind, wide open, it's easy because I know that they've got my best interest in mind. Right. The Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is proudly sponsored by Harvard's Certificate in School Management and Leadership. I know many mastermind members and many ruckus makers who listen to this show that have gone through the program and have loved the experience. But don't just take it from me. Let's hear how some of the Harvard faculty describe the impact and their heart for this program. Leadership is joyful work, empowering others to do their best work. Principals do that with teachers and teachers do that with students and empowering others to educate themselves or to be educated is just one of the most important things we can do in this world. Building, we're building people. We're building the next generation of leaders and educators. Learn more about the program and apply at betterleadersbetterschools.com slash Harvard. In post-pandemic classrooms, student talk is crucial. And when classrooms come alive with conversation, teachers and students both thrive. TeachFX helps teachers make it happen. The TeachFX instructional coaching app provides insights into student talk effective questions, and classroom conversation quality. TeachFX Professional Development complements the app and empowers teachers with best practices for generating meaningful student discourse. Teachers using TeachFX increase their student talk by an average of 40%. Imagine that, 40% more ownership over the class by students. Ruckus makers can pilot TeachFX with their teachers. Visit teachfx.com slash better leaders to learn how. That's teachfx.com forward slash better leaders. As students progress through their K-12 experience, schoolwork only gets harder and more complex. Yet at the same time, students are asked to be more independent in their learning. Young people struggling with executive functioning skills will fall further and further behind. The pandemic, let's be real. It's only made things worse. The remedy is found in equipping students with executive functioning skills. Our friends at Organized Binder have released a new self-paced course, and it teaches you how to teach these executive functioning skills and set up your students for success. Learn more at organizedbinder.com go and start setting up your students for success today. Again, that's over at organizedbinder.com go. What surprised you most about the mastermind? I was just thinking about this the other day. 
how much of a, <laughs> you laugh, I'm serious. How, how much of an impact it has on me, both professionally and personally, in a way that I don't realize until it's gone. I had some issues come up in my personal life that kind of kept me away from the mastermind for a little while. And I always wanted to get back. And then, you know, things kind of get in the way and, and we start to make excuses. You know, it's always easy to make an excuse. And so I made a few excuses, but then other things come up and like real, real items that kept me away in my personal life. But um, before I knew it, I had missed quite a while. And then I got back for a couple and then I missed quite a while again. And then I got back and now I'm, you know, a regular participant. Um, But those two time periods that I missed, there was that, that sense of missing something, like all my cylinders weren't firing. And there was something missing and I couldn't put my finger on it. I, I wasn't sticking to my, my ideal week planning. I, I was slacking off on my morning routine and I didn't feel as productive at work. And of course, I had an excuse for all of this, but we know, we know how we feel about excuses. And until I got back into the mastermind on a regular basis, because I would drop in and out, you know, but until I got back in on a regular basis, I just felt off. I didn't feel as productive. And, you know, it was something I couldn't quite put my finger on. I returned to regular attendance. And I was just talking about this the other day. I was like, you know, I really feel like I'm really getting back on the ball and things are starting to fire and things are starting to go. And I couldn't put my finger on anything. But being a person who likes to look at facts and and items that, you know, control groups and things like that, looking at that, there's one thing that was present then missing, and then present to you. And that was the mastermind. So how did you overcome, I guess, that challenge of being disconnected for a while and then reconnecting? Well, here's, here's the hard-headed part of Doc. I looked at myself and I said, just do it. Just do it. I don't care what's in the way. Just do it. And I, you know, I made it a priority. I talk a lot about priorities. And, I, you know, I hope, to model the idea of making priorities and commitment to my sons. And so I just looked at myself and I said, you know, you talk about this stuff and you usually normally always do it, but you've gotten into this slump somehow. You've had, like I said, some of these things come up in your personal life, but you know what? Like, what are you doing? Just show up. So I showed up and it was like, I don't want to get too dramatic, but it's like, you know, that nice cold drink of water after you've been in a hundred degree weather Mm -hmm. walking for a long time. You know what I mean? Mm. I showed up that first time. I was like, yeah. And then of course, you know, that, that bad little voice in your head. Oh, you've got this to do. You've got this to do next Wednesday night, you know, this or that and the other thing. I said, no, no, just show up. And I showed up. I was like, yeah. And then it just got easier and back in the habit. Awesome. Can you remember the first big win you got within the mastermind or a moment you realized, wow, this is really working for me? Might have been a combination of things. One, you know what? I'm going to draw a line through time here. Just the idea of, of the lasting teachings of the mastermind. In that first book that I've referenced a couple of times, so I guess I got to give him a shout out. See, on the third time you have to talk to the, you got to say the author and give him a shout out. It's Leadership Step-by-Step by Josh Bodek. In that book, he talks about how to talk to people to help yourself improve. And he, it's very formulaic and he has a formula for it. And so I started playing around with it and trying it. And I did that 
to an individual to find out how I could become somebody that would be deserving of a nomination and possibly an award of, at first it was the National Digital Principal of the Year. And I became a finalist. I followed his, he gave, he, he was a, he was a digital principal of the year and I became a finalist. And I truly, that's when I truly saw that. And, and I talked to the people in the mastermind about this, but this is years ago. I truly saw that it's not about being named the digital principal of the year because I said this as part of the formula at first, but I, that I realized it. It's about the journey and doing what I can to improve so that I would be deserving of digital principal of the year. And then when I didn't win, because, you know, you become a finalist and it comes out, it's no one's like, oh, you know, and when I didn't win, (laughs) I turned around and looked back at who I was when I first had that idea and who I was and what I was doing as a leader at that point in time now. And I had improved so much. And it was the idea of what the mastermind did for me as far as putting putting your ideas into action and then giving you ideas as to how you could do that. And the tie through time piece is just earlier this year, my son had a goal and I taught my son that formulaic piece and he didn't hit that particular goal. He did the same thing. He went and talked to somebody that had something that he wanted. He didn't, he didn't reach that goal. And I talked to him afterwards. I was like, Hey buddy, you know, you how are you feeling? You okay? You didn't, you didn't get that. And he said, that's the right thing. I learned a lot from it. And it was, it gave me goosebumps a little bit because he, he directly benefited from my experience and my benefit being in the mastermind with that type of, those type of people that, um, help you step back and realize what you're doing and how much you've changed just by the process of being there and taking action. What do you think was the biggest, most exciting result you've achieved? I mean, first of all, we've talked about this before, and I, I attribute just about everything I've done to, to mastermind experiences and what the mastermind is talking. The the greatest result I've achieved. Well, if we're if we're talking just tangible results, right? Physical results, it would probably have to be the Massachusetts Counseling Association's Administrator of the Year. That's for a number of reasons. But the biggest one is I sometimes feel as if my, the biggest area I need work in is empathy. I think I have a lot of, I think I have a lot of growing I can do in that area. And it's such an important area. And sometimes I, I struggle with it. Like, I don't, I just don't understand why they're not doing this, you know? And then I have to step back and say, usually at the behest of the other members of the mastermind, I have to step back and say, well, maybe they're looking at it this way. (laughs) Maybe they feel this way. So that was big for me to receive from the counselors association to think about that the, the school counselors and adjustment counselors saw it, saw me as a person that fit that bill for them as somebody that cared about students enough that really saw it or got it with students' emotional well-being that they wanted to bestow that title upon me. But the greatest I think that one of the, one of the greatest things is just the type of leader I am now and the type of leader that I plan to be in the future and am quite comfortable with how to get there compared to the leader I was when I first took the helm as a principal from that moment of, yeah, man, I've been waiting for this. I got this too. Whoa. whoa. 
this pool really is deep and swimming around and trying to figure it out to, you know, feeling confident and, and now knowing where I want to be to the point that I have the ability to dream about what I can't even imagine the type of leader I can be and set my sights on getting there in a realistic way. But you have a hard time imagining it, but can, can you try to describe a, a bit about that future leader and what, what you'd like to see come to fruition? I would like to be a leader in which uh, I can facilitate change in the educational system where the community I serve is not always comfortable with it, but they trust me and they trust that we are headed in the right direction through clear messaging, that it'll be okay. It might not be okay now, but it'll be okay. And the process will be okay, but the outcome will be much better than where they are now. And I want to be the type of, I want to be the type of leader that people come to me and are open about, I need to get better. And how can you support me in doing that? To not get better because I'm not good, but to get better because I too now realize that we can all be just a little better. And being better is where it's at, but that only comes through growing pains. They call them growing pains for a reason. It's not always comfortable. And the only time you do grow is when you're uncomfortable. But I want to be the type of leader that leads a building or a district, a community, whatever you want to call it. My The, the largest impact I can possibly have but it's a community of belonging. And there's a positive culture that supports all others in getting to their very best, no matter where their starting point is, no matter where their ending point is. If they're giving their maximum effort, that they can become their best. What advice would you have somebody who is in a similar situation as you before the mastermind? Figure out what's going to make you grow and get there. because. Like I said, there was always that nagging. And I can't tell somebody that I know what that nagging is or I know this feels this way. I do know that there's that nagging though. I know that we all have voices and our jobs to smash out the negative ones, to reinforce the positive ones, but we never talk about those neutral ones, those what if voices are, is this really what, what, I, what I'm doing? Is this really what I want to be doing? My advice to you is to figure out how to answer that question in a manner that pushes it to either positive or negative because you can deal with positive or negative. If it's negative, you get rid of it or you make changes. If it's positive, then you do more of it. But until you know that it's positive or negative and it's just sitting there, it's going to keep nagging at you. So if you're in that position where you've got that nagging voice, find other people, find a mentor Find a group of people that can help you figure out what that nagging is and then act on it. How would you describe your mastermind experience in a word or a phrase? <laughs> One word, you're hitting me word. It could be a phrase as well. It could be a phrase. If I say, you know me, if I say a phrase, we're going to have a paragraph on our hands. And do a word. My mastermind experience in a one word. I had it and I lost it because I, then I tried to make it into a sentence. Being in the mastermind is an essential experience to being the best leader I can possibly be and impact the most people in a positive fashion. It's irreplaceable. 
in any type of leadership development. Thanks, Doc. This conversation has been great. Is there anything else you'd like to share? No, thank you for all you do. Your impact with leaders such as myself, I know you talk about the ripple effect has had such an impact on so many educators and students around the world. Thanks for listening to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, Ruckus Maker. How would you like to lead with confidence, swap exhaustion for energy, turn your critics into cheerleaders, and so much more? The Ruckus Maker Mastermind is a world-class leadership program designed for growth-minded school leaders just like you. Go to betterleadersbetterschools.com slash mastermind. Learn more about our program and fill out the application. We'll be in touch within 48 hours to talk how we can help you be even more effective. And by the way, we have cohorts that are diverse and mixed up. We also have cohorts just for women in leadership and a BIPOC-only cohort as well. When you're ready to level up, go to betterleadersbetterschools.com slash mastermind and fill out the application. Thanks again for listening to the show. Bye for now and go make a ruckus. Oh,